welcome to another Round the Rotary podcast. With me, your host, J.P. Warren, and uh, we're actually doing this in a pretty cool uh, new location today. We are downtown at the Petroleum Club of Houston, but before we get kicked off, i got to say that Round the Rotary podcast is brought to you by Capital Petroleum Consultants. CPC specializes in project engineering and well site supervision, all disciplines of the oil and gas industry. Contact us through www.capitalpetroleumconsultants.com to see what CPC can do for you today. Do you have that memorized? Actually, it took me probably about, so I'm like, I think this is my 88th or 89th episode. You know what I mean? And I've only done it a year. I've only done this podcast for about a year. That's a lot of episodes for a year, man. So I've read that nonstop, and one time I didn't have it up, and I just I just winged it. And it was just, I guess after reading it 83 times, you can actually just kind of go with it. Yeah. Just got it memorized. Because you were just, you were just looking outside. That was just second nature to you. you well, were, I was you actually know. talking to you that CPC has project engineers and website supervision and all disciplines. So you just let me know right in here, right now on this podcast, what we can do for you. That's it. All right. That's I, the sell. I, I, I'm sold, JP. I'm sold. So, so I'm sure if I'm sure people might have heard this voice before on the radio or, or, or uh, seen his face. He's the host of the Oil & Money podcast, which is a, uh, a podcast under the uh, digital uh, Wildcatters group over there. Uh, great group over there. Crazy guys over there. But they're guys and girls. But They're a wild bunch, man. They're a wild bunch they're making waves in the uh, in our industry right now that's the only way to do it man this is uh it's kind of been uh it's been surrounded by good old boys for god knows how long now i think it's nice to get the uh the guys who are willing to move outside of that and try to be like hey listen we're gonna be the disruptors and actually not only just be the disruptors but tell everyone they're gonna be the disruptors and own it and exactly own it. a lot of people i mean you've probably seen it a million times talk to me, how please. many people do you see that got the suit and tie on and they're, you know, blabbering and, you know, yes, A plus B equals C. But then as soon as they get out of work and go to the bar, they they're act different like person. they're completely different people. It's like a dark side. Yeah, it, it really is. It's like, like maybe if you show some more individual. First off, everyone, this is uh, Yusuf uh, Shantari, <laughs> uh, the uh, the executive vice president at Atlas Operating. So let's get that out of the way before we start continuing our conversation. Fair enough. No, but you're right, though. I mean, you put I mean, I remember I was like that when I started off in the whole in, 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 in the industry, I was very like, you know, like, oh, like this is proper, you know, this is hair, like haircut and all this, like shaking hands, like, this is what you got to do. Yeah. But well, I, now you got that hair, man. I mean, that hair just stands out by itself. If I saw you just walking around, I'd be like, what would yeah. you think I did? Oh, man, right What now? do you think I did? Live with my parents, which isn't bad. I would say either you live with your parents, which obviously isn't bad, not bad. or you're a Playboy Playmate. Okay. One or the other. Um, Playboy Okay, I'll yep. take that. You know what? I'm, I, we it's probably only it's like a never nude um, article. Like I'll, it won't be shirtless or pants. It'll just be never nude. I'm not that comfortable with my with my summer bod. Okay, yet. all right. But hey, normal. man, it's there's a study that's been done, and I'm not saying you got a dad bod, but women prefer dad bods. Yeah, I think I think the the a group did that was pretty much primarily dudes with dad bods that did that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like it's not like this dude walks by the pool and my wife's like, look at that guy, and he's got like a love handles and all that stuff. That never happens. But yeah. oh no, I'm very comfortable with my sexuality. I'll, I'll I'll look at a handsome dude like yourself, Henry Cavell. Oh man, just don't get me started. That guy's the the definition of Superman. I mean, he was on he's on my wife's and my uh, uh, celebrity uh, celebrity list. Uh, I mean, you kind of got the look, man, with the long hair, the Witcher. You got it going on. Gerald. Man. So my wife has beaten The Witcher three or four times. Like That's That's awesome. Yeah, she's like beat and like, 
yeah, she uh, she gets into it like there's a like she, there's like I guess there's like one thing you get into. Ah, we don't have to get into it this much, but it's like there's one thing like there's like this like menage a trois scene. I think if you like press the right buttons or make the right choices, she's like oh she can never get it. Oh, you know, man. but it, it, she does it as like a joke. You know? Of it's course, like, yeah. I've done everything in this game. I'm going to do this too. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, and she looks at me, like, babe. Hey, you trying a little bit too hard. Don't try so hard. <laughs> Let it happen. You know, and act like you had somewhere else to be. Yeah, I right, put just it on be them. Natural. Put just it on them. Natural. So so used to let's talk about disruption of the industry a little bit i mean that's kind of i have nothing to, i mean so around the rotary podcast first off you've got a podcast now too and it's and it's how many episodes dude we're only seven episodes in so i'm a baby compared to you with your so with your almost 90 episodes so talk so we're gonna get to your podcast here in a little bit but i mean i guess doing stuff like this and, and, and being a disruptor such as like you know, digital wildcatters and going the old school like even marketing you know what i mean even the yeah. marketing and then the presentations and like the control i guess companies had on their people you know, oh, yeah, it's like, yeah, you yeah. can't do this. You have to, can't, you can't post this, can't post that. I think right now you're finding a lot of people getting their names out by being different. Oh yeah, man. By I, trying new shit. Now. Yeah. It's, it's nuts. Like, like I think the digital wildcatters guys, they really have found a, a cool niche in it because even in our own office, dude, we are, we're a pretty straight laced company, right. but things have changed so much that now it's no longer a, you know, nothing is conventional anymore. There's so many different ways to, even the ways we look at deals, There's we look at them at so many different angles now. Well, when did you see all this change, I guess? <sighs> I would say over the past few years, man. It's it's pretty recent. It's not like, uh, uh, I want to say it's been gradual, but it's been a pretty drastic change over the past, let's say, three years. It's accelerated, too. I feel like a lot of things accelerated over this past year. I mean, because we're, we're recording this on uh, April 13th, uh, 2021, but over the past year, a lot, I mean, what, what used to drive business and market and all that stuff is completely different right oh, now. Oh, yeah. It's a different world we live in now. I mean, you're finding people that are, you know, hell of salesmen or hell of whatever they are, and they're great at their, you know, but I've never, you know, heard of them. But suddenly you're seeing, like, I had a... Um, Byron Varner on, and this dude catches critters, and he's like, "Call us for your, you know, directional needs. Don't be a squirrel." And he's like, releasing a squirrel. I'm like, "Where the fuck? Did, where, where are you getting the squirrel at?" Like, it's, and but the thing is, though, like, I had him on, and I'm just so proud and blessed to have them on. Just because, like, you're just meeting all these great people just through their 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 flares of individuality. So, how do you do that? Let me ask that. Like, how do you meet so many different people? Because you sound like the kind of guy that can meet, uh, and I would like to think I, I, I have I a similar say, trait. Yeah, let's put no, no, the break. I, I have a similar trait, but how do you? Because, dude, I've met a million different people that are just—they can only talk oil and gas, or they can only talk real estate, or they can only talk something. It seems like you could talk about everything. I, I feel like I could start talking about architecture, and you could start spitting out. Well, I mean, architecture is interesting, but over in the U.S., it's not truly called architecture. It's no, but uh, no, honestly, like to me, to, to me, if I, look, you know, if I take a customer to lunch or something like that, and you, you sit there and you talk shop for the whole lunch, it's like, man, I feel bad. Like you're you're taking this 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 guy or girl out out to lunch, and you're sitting across the table, away from the office, and what we're talking. It's, it's pretty much a meeting, you know, yeah. unless you have to discuss business. And that, that's one thing, you know what I mean? But to me, it's like I find – so when I first started off in the oil and gas industry, I was very much like that. Like, oh, what's coming up? Like, what's this? What's that? Yeah, what's, yeah. You know, EOG's picking this up. Uh, Diamondback's <laughs> doing this. Like, it was very like da-da-da-da. But I kind of really found, I guess, my stride, I guess, um, during, I guess, 2014, 2015, when I was going through something personal in my life, you know, um, I, you know, I was going through a divorce, and I actually started sitting down with people and just kind of connecting with them, like, man, I'm feeling this, feeling this. And honestly, like, I found through having these, like, genuine conversations and, and, and all that stuff about what's going on, 
it's it, it developed and I chief toes and said it the best way there were true relationships you know then you yeah. start kind of you you get below the surface on that hey we're in the same industry and it's just kind of one of those things it's like man like if I'm talking to myself like let's say I was let's say I met my like man what what would be interesting to talk about? What's, what's something like unique or cool or just kind of day-to-day stuff? Like, so it kind of took me going through some tough, you know, a troubled time, just kind of putting yourself out there and just kind of now more than ever, I'm like, man, you can't, at first I wanted to please everyone. I wanted hundred percent of the people to, to like me. Now it's like, man, it, you're not going to do that. So you're going to have 85% or 80 or 60% of people that love you and the rest don't, but that's okay. That's okay. You just, at least you're being yourself. You know what, man? It's something really real about being personal and having those relationships because there's too many people who fake it, man. And I think once you fake it, it's so obvious. Can you read through that easily? Are you good at reading people? You know what? I like to think I am, but there's so many times where I've, man, I, I want to say I am, but there's a lot of times where I've, I've been wrong. Well, there's some master manipulators out there too. That kind Yeah, of- no, absolutely. I, I don't think I'm Oh, man, I'm very quick to trust somebody, but I'm also very quick to be skeptical, uh, skeptical. So I'm like, I'm kind of in the middle, but there've been times where I'm like, this guy is absolutely genuine and they've been, they were fucking with me the whole time. So I think, I mean, I I completely agree. I think, I think that whole, um, like I'm very quick to trust people as (laughs) far as seeing, being skeptical. No, not, not, not really. But once you start seeing someone that's very transparent and like they'll only call on you if they need something or if you can help them, da, da, da. That to me, that just drives drives my interest in that up. It's like, man, you don't give a shit like what I'm going through. There's nothing. Worse it's how can I help you? There's nothing worse than the conversation before someone asks you for something. There's nothing worse. Than oh, that. it just makes it so cringy. It's just, oh, hey, Yusuf, how's it going? Blah blah blah. Hey, by the way, can you spot me a thousand bucks or something like this? And you're just like, dude, you're like lead honestly, off. lead off with it, dude. If you just asked me for a thousand bucks, I'd give it to you. Just don't give, don't hit me with the, oh, I haven't seen you in so long. I hope you're doing good and this and that, dude. You don't give a shit about me. Just I, I'll actually respect you more if you're just like, hey, dude, listen. I need the money. As soon as I get the money, then let's talk. Yeah. Then, I'll yeah. actually believe it then. Yeah. Then you, that's the thing. Just be truthful. Yeah. yeah just exactly. attack it. Truth forward. I mean, I got a buddy who was a, you know, a, a, a drilling <laughs> engineer and he, I guess, you know, time last downturn, yeah, 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 wasn't doing anything. He wasn't doing anything for about two years. During that time, he kind of went through a similar situation I did and all that stuff. And he had to, once he picked up work, you know, he had someone, hey, man, you know, how's that wife and kid? He's like, well, uh, got divorced two years ago. Thanks for checking in on me. Like, it was just one of those things where it's like, you got to be genuine about things. You can't call yeah, yeah. people when, when the work's about to be there or anything like that. But, I mean, to me, I mean, just meeting people, um, it's just, you never know where it's going to go personally, or you never know how it's, how it's going to help them out either. You so know let me I mean? ask you this, because this is, you meet all, all walks of life. How do you disseminate what's worth your time and not worth your time? Because at the end of the day, you probably have to put a dollar value on your time, right? You have to be like, hey, listen, I just can't meet everybody. Or are you like, listen, I would rather meet a thousand people. And out of those thousand people, 10 of them are going to be, you know, I'm going to get somewhere with them. Or how do you look at that? Like, how do you quantify what it's worth? I don't see that's the thing though. It's like I don't view that. I mean, just like you know, your conversation with Justin Goche about uh, putting a personal stock on everyone. I don't view it uh, <laughs> that way. I mean, there's definitely people in the industry that you're like, man, he'll only talk to someone if it helps him out. You know what I mean? But yeah, sure. To me, honestly, like I, I don't. I just try to meet. It. You know, being if it, if it clicks, it clicks. If not, hey, thanks for the conversation. At least I met you. And if it's worthwhile, it's worthwhile. But if not, I mean, you know. Ne- so, so, for example, let's say, you know, John Smith in the street and all stuff, we meet each other. Like, yeah. it might not be beneficial for either one of us, but you never know. In two years, you're like, oh, shit, I need to call JP. He's, he knows uh, 
the hottest clubs and big, whatever it is. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah stuff. Sure. Like, well, I mean, you just never know. I mean, you meet all these people, and it, which is great, which I love. I mean, you're in the industry too, you know. Oh, dude. So I'm sure I, you network like. Dude, I was, and I think I realized this in 2017, 2018. So I was networking so much that I was at a dinner, a happy hour, so much that I was like, dude, I have to start picking and choosing. Because there was times where I was doing, I was doing two dinners a night. Because I was just so busy and everybody wanted to meet and this and that. And then, what were you trying the, to do then in your, in your in your career? Though were you trying to grow your network? Are you trying to grow the business? What, what, grow was, your, the business what was your point? Grow the business and the network, right? So it was one of those things where you know we were trying to you know grow, get more assets, you know, just you know organically growing. Yeah. But I was out so much that I'm like, dude, I, it, it just took such a toll on me mentally, physically. I was just like, I got to start being more choosy with who I meet, right? Like, I just can't well, how did be you, out. How did you do that? How did you put a, a, a value? Not, not a value, but how, I guess how did you uh, select your dinners? I hate to say this, but at that time, I was, I was meeting with everybody. But now, I'm pretty selective with who I'll go out with, right? Uh, I have to see an immediate value, or I just like them as a person. Like, for yeah. JP, I would... All day, right? I could just be like, yo, let's go out. Let's hang out. Like, me and you have already talked about this. And let's for, and let's for the, get the wives And together. for the record, those are listening. This is the second time I sat down with, with Yusuf. We actually, I don't even know how we connected. I think there was a like insult, I think there was an insult on uh, Chuck Yates or something like that. Oh, God. Screw that guy. Was, First of all, let's talk about that for a second. Chuck Yates is the biggest idiot I've ever met. And if anybody sees Chuck Yates or Nimble Fatty on all of his LinkedIn, Galactic Viceroy, whatever bullshit title that guy's going by these days, just please tell him Yusuf Chaudhry says a big F you from me. So well, just, yeah, yeah. That was actually, you took my thunder because I was going to read the exact same thing from me too, from JP Warren also. <laughs> all right. So, so you can write, you can double bundle that. Okay, deal. Deal, deal, deal. All right. So that's the thing. So going back, I mean, that's the thing. We just connected randomly like a week and a half ago and, uh, and we just sat down, had a cup of coffee. What was the point? There was no point other than just to meet. Dude, and what was it? We sat there for like an hour and a half just, just... Until you were late to a meeting, yeah. Yeah, and I was just like, dude, this feels like... Like, I don't even want to get up. Like, I could have just sat there all day to talk because you're talking to somebody who's a like-minded individual. You're a hustler. You can tell, dude. You got that You got that, that, that personality. You can talk to anybody. Dude, we were talking about... Every, a chiropractor came up to us. For the uh, Broncos, right? Yeah, and I'm like, dude... That type of stuff just doesn't it, – it, once it naturally occurs, it just keeps on going. That conversation, that, that day could have ended. We had to shut him down. Yeah. He was still hanging out. Oh, he wanted to be there. He wanted to be a part of that. He so, was just like, these two guys are cool. I want to be here. So that's the thing, though. I mean, it was just like – I mean, a lot of people think they need to, like, reach out to people. Like, oh, I'm going to send, you know, use of an email, but I don't have anything to talk about. Like, there's – you don't have to have something to talk about. You can literally just say, hey, look, let me, buy, let me buy 30 minutes of your time, a cup of coffee, and just shoot the shit. Yeah. That's it. That's and then we're walking out of there. We're talking about getting our wives uh, together for a double date, you know, probably in the beginning of May, and we're getting you on the podcast in a week and a half. So networking works. Networking absolutely works. I mean, I've met so many people where it was just kind of like a, a bullshit connection, a bullshit connection through <laughs> – there was actually a guy. I'm not going to say his name because he had a – probably uh, a listener. Yeah, I, well, I hope so because I got a deal done with him. I met this guy. Just felt like the biggest dumb dumb in the world, right? And we went to we went to a bar here in Houston, and I I wasn't drinking. I was literally just drinking uh, an espresso shot. And he pours a shot of um, or not a shot. He pours a glass of just gin. I mean, just straight just gin, just a big ass glass of. Gin. It looks like water. Okay. And I'm like, dude, like you know, whatever whatever floats your boat. I love warm gin. I and he drinks like five glasses of it. 
And by the end of it, he can't tell left from right, right? He literally can't tell Jesus. left from right. And he just starts talking and starts talking about some of these deals he was doing. And then he was just like, yeah, there's this one deal I'm looking at, but I don't trust this guy. We're under PSA right now. I don't think he's going to close. Nobody knows what they're doing. And then I'm just like, yeah, dude, just tell me a little bit more about that. He starts talking. We ended up buying that deal. We ended up buying that deal, and it was a big deal. It was it was a it was a um, a forty million dollar plus deal, and it started from a guy drinking warm gin at the bar. warm four glasses and of warm me gin. just sitting there. And I mean, if you've ever sat with somebody, which I'm just not, I'm not very good at it. If somebody, if you're just drinking espresso and somebody has four glasses, you want to get out of there exactly. You're just like, God, dude, shut up. I, I know. I do not care about. Uh, if you're sober, you can notice when people are start getting intoxicated real. Oh quick. yeah, oh yeah, dude. After the first glass, you could tell this yeah. guy was like. Just imagine, just a glass like that. Just of uh, it's it, and but afterwards, I was just like, dude, that was the best. That was the best time I've ever. That was spent. the most fruitful oh, warm yeah. gin I've ever seen anyone drink. Oh, me and him. Every time he comes into town now, now he's just now he's just a buddy. Now we'll just get together, we'll talk, and uh, you know he made a lot of money on that deal too because he was technically uh, he was a part of it. So yeah, um, it all kind of worked out. It all really worked out, and that was one of those things. And I think that was a big aha moment for me because I was like. So close to being like, I cannot believe I'm wasting my evening here with this guy. And then you go, lo and behold, like, holy shit, this was, I'm glad I did that. But you know what? I actually did put him on the spot. I was just like, listen, he was like, you would have to sign an NDA and do this and do this. And it was at, I think it was, I don't know where, I think it might've been stake 48. I went outside to my car, grabbed my iPad. I said, pull up your NDA. And I said, I'll sign it right now. And he was he was in a you know relaxed enough state where he's like, okay, fair. He signed it. He put his name down. I signed my name. I said, I said, all right, confidentiality set. We're we're good to go. Send me the data right now. And he literally just is. And he was a big deal at this company. He was like a, a managing like director. That, yeah. And he's he's sending in his analysts like, hey, give Yusuf access to this. And uh, I think the next day, like even he was in his next day's email. He was backtracking. He's like, wait, listen, you know. I want to be clear, like, we have a PSA. And I'm like, no, man, I got this NDA signed. I'm moving quick now. Let's go. Like, I'm off to the races. And within 24 hours, I gave my valuation. He's like, dude, you're not that far away. And then I'm just like, okay, if I'm not that far away, I put it down on paper. I said, my number is this much. And I said, I'm ready to close on that right now. Let's go. And he was like, shit, man, they're they're thinking about it. The the seller was thinking about it. And then I'm like, well, tell them if they're thinking about it, counter me right now. And within maybe 48 hours we had a signed deal because I was just, just, and I, that was one of those times. And actually my dad told me about this. He's like, when the iron's hot strike, do not wait. Don't give them any time. Just go, 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 go. I was going to say that. It seems like, first off, I love how the old school way to do business over a paper napkin, which is your iPad. Yeah. 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 (laughs) That's a cool way. But second off, I mean, it sounds to me like, you know, once, I don't know if this is your style or anything like that, your work ethic, but like, once you hear something, you just, you just, guns up go after it i because you know what it is is when somebody thinks about something and they're just like oh but i don't know if atlas has got the money do they got 40 million to spend do they got this you can come up with a list of reasons ah these guys aren't gonna really buy it not to do something exactly but when you put it in front of them and that's why i always put the letter of intent in front of them i'm like all right you don't think i can do it here and i got zero financing contingencies i'll pay this cash right now i'll stroke a check and when you put that in front of them and it's us, me signing a, a, a binding letter of intent, they're like, well, shit, you can't just put that in writing. I mean, if they accept it. You need it, to evaluate more. Yeah, you need exactly. to get with your back, 
No, you, you're, none of that shit. Our guys are so we're so lean. Dude, and I love quick. that. Yeah, man. that's just the way we work. Have you always been that way? Where you're like, oh, this is happening. <laughs> Let's get in there tomorrow. Pretty much, man. Pretty much. I would say that's kind of how I am. But I think my father exasperated that in me because there were times where I was like. Uh, we just are doing a deal right now where I was going to wait till the end of a week on a deal. And just cause why it was a busy week or you just wanted to give him time a little bit, like wait two days to, give, to give her a call. Two days, literally the two days. Uh, I didn't want to text her right away after the date. Right. It Bullshit. was such a good hey, date. You text. No, exactly. You let them know. And I was at my dad's house that night at 6 PM. I'm at his house and he's just like, I, I'm telling him about the deal. And I'm like, I'm going to send an offering on Friday. And it's like a Wednesday night. And he's just like, why? Why wait? He's like, send him that offer tonight. He's like, that's a deal you want. Don't be stupid. Write up that offer. Act like you want it. Yeah. I went home, wrote up the offer. If I would have waited till Thursday, he already had other offers in that were much higher than mine. But I got it out of lower. So that was kind of a lesson learned right there is like, so so what's your dad do is he in the oil i'm guessing oil. dude he's oil and gas industry he's the one started the company okay uh he's the one started the company i've just so it's kinda, a family company it's a family company yeah dude. how do you, how okay it's awesome i'm not gonna put that in your work but is that great working for family i you know there's a lot of people who hate it there's a lot of people who love it i'm a part of the boat that loves it because you get to work with uh my boss is my dad which can be a um uh anybody who knows my father can he can be a little bit tough uh because Immigrant story. I mean, he wrote a book about it. Immigrant story. Did what you know, book? Uh, from dirt roads to black gold. I'll get. I'll get you a copy of Dude. it, man. It's a. It's a really good. You know, came to this country with thirty dollars. You'll get me a signed copy. I'll get you a signed copy, man. Signed. I will get you a signed copy. From where? So where did he uh, come over here from? From Pakistan. Came here when he was like twenty-two. Couldn't speak oh. English. Couldn't write. Couldn't. Uh, couldn't do any of it. Right. He was just an immigrant. Came here. So why did he come over here? Uh, better opportunity. Okay better life and then he true i mean american dream story comes over here starts oil and gas takes off slow down was it difficult for him to get over here oh yeah it was literally like it was like a big deal like the the son leaving the village right because he literally was born in like a village like and what year did he do this 78 Oh, that's like a completely different world. Different, different world. It's like iPhone one. Yeah, dude. I don't even think they knew iPhones were at that time. I, I think if we would all buy bought some Apple stock at that time, we'd uh, we uh, we wouldn't be working right. Sem- Seventy one. They were still probably out of the grocery. So wait. Yeah. So he came over here, and he, how, did, how did he? I guess didn't know English. Didn't know English. Couldn't do anything. Couldn't do anything. He was a taxi driver and a butcher. Where? Uh, in Edmonton, Edmonton, Alberta, in Canada. Really? Yeah. So he came over there, and then he. He came to Kansas on a whim. Okay. His his brother, my uncle, um, came over, told him, and my uncle was a petroleum engineer at Schlumberger at the time. He's like, dude, come over down to Kansas. There might be something here in this oil and gas thing. My dad loved it. He took a two week vacation from his uh, from his job in yeah. Alberta. Came down here. Was little, I'm moving down here. Came to Kansas and just hustled. I mean, 22 hour day kind of guy. And now he built this empire that you know we're. You know, that I'm, is an unbelievable story. It's an unbelievable story that I'm I'm blessed enough that you know it's a it's a literal and metaphorical example. He he's literally given me the keys to the Ferrari, and he's like, "Don't fuck it up." Well, that's I mean, it sounds to me that that uh, uh, Eunice, yeah, he's, it sounds like he's <laughs> the American dream right there. He really is, man. He's a big he's a big like 
I, I love America. Like there's, this is the only country in the world where you can do something like this, where I would have the opportunities. Like you can't do this anywhere. So how was that growing up with, I guess, someone with this type of, I guess, background and success story? And You know, growing up, I think when I was growing up, he was still, uh, you know, very much trying to become that successful person, right? Like he was working nonstop, like seven days a week kind of guy. Was that tough for you? Um, it, it it was to a certain extent, but I was always a daddy's little girl, man. So I was always hanging around him. Okay. So I was always I was always with him. He would take me to the field uh, on Saturdays. I'd go to the office with him. So you'd so, have some exposure to the. Oh yeah. Nice. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I mean, all that kind of stuff. So then when I was a kid, young. Uh, when I was, you know, uh, a youngster, he would send me to the fields, man. I would work on the rigs. I would work on, I mean, I've rossed about it. I've, I've, I've been up in a dare. I've done everything. Anything you can imagine on, on the oil field, I've done it. Um, but then, you know, I kind of come back here and now kind of fast forward to where I am now. <coughs> I mean, I'm kind of, I'm a city slicker. I, today, actually tonight, I'm actually going to the field where we're buying an asset. And I'm going to go be looking at it, um, which I haven't done in a while. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, it's... Uh, I miss that side of stuff. I miss that down down home, being in the dirt, you know, kind of doing that stuff. But at the same time, it's it's nice to also stay at the Four Seasons too. I so get I mean, it. yeah, so I get it. it's kind of it's going to be a little bit different uh, staying at the Executive Inn tonight for twenty nine dollars a night. So twenty nine ninety five. Yeah, get a complimentary bre- continental breakfast. You're like keep your croissants. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I should have, see some cockroaches in my bed tonight. So that was, I mean, you need that in Houston too, no problem. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll take care of that. So uh, my daughter actually did that to me the other day. Like, so Put a cockroach in your bed? A fake cockroach, yeah, because oh she thinks it's so funny that I'm scared of cockroaches. Are you scared of cockroaches? Bro, yes, I'm an adult. Of course I'm scared of cockroaches. <laughs> I, drop, I dropped her when she was eight months old because of cockroach. Oh, shit. She loves this story. She thinks it's the funniest thing out there. Like, so I get home and like, I buckle her up and all this stuff and she's in this little bouncy chair, you know, and we're <laughs> going back and forth and I put her up on the little uh, butcher block, you know, the kitchen island. Yeah, yeah. Hey, little cockroach. Scared the shit out of me. I move back, I pivot and as I turn, uh, she wasn't hurt, you know. Yeah, yeah, like, of course, of course. She wasn't hurt and all that, but anyway, I tell her that story, you know, like, I told her one time, she thought it was the funniest thing ever. So for Christmas, she's like, hey, daddy, I got you this. It's a, it's a very important gift for me. <laughs> I made this from my heart. I was like, oh, my God. this is. So I'm going to yeah. sit down for this. Hey, babe, can you, Monica, can you, my wife, I'm like, can you get this on video? Like, this is emotional for me. Yeah. Open it up. Box of plastic cockroaches. I'm like, Jesus, a jump and all this stuff. She's like, got you. Yes, you're so scared of cockroaches. Like, she thinks it's hilarious. Oh, man, kids are the best, man. Kids are the best. I, I, so I think my only fear is... Uh, I don't know if it's a fear. It's snakes. I got bit by a snake out in the field one time, and it wasn't poisonous. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. Uh, yeah, oh, poor me. I was waiting for a better uh, story. Oh, no, 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 no. There wasn't. I was I was scared as shit. I was – so I hate snakes. Now I, I absolutely – Like Indiana Jones. So you get – you sympathize with Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, snakes on a plane is kind of my worst fear. and I mean, stupidest movie of all time, but – Holy shit! You want to talk about a horror movie? That's that's, that's a your movie. thing. Yeah, dude, snakes. I I don't like snakes. I, I I think they're just. If I see a snake out in the field and I have a gun, I'm I'm shooting it in the face. It's you know I don't care if you're just friendly or sitting over there. I'm shooting you in the face because I'm protecting somebody else. I mean, I love how you're acting like snakes. You're like, hey man, no, I'm cool. Like they're just like hanging out. Like no, no, no we're we're good kids. Oh, no. We're going to school. Oh, I I hate snakes. But cockroaches never really bug me actually. Um, nice dad pun. Yeah, bug me. Bug me. Cockroach. Uh, hey man, I'm a dad now, so I, I know. I'm gonna, I'm I know. Gonna, I'm gonna get. Uh, I, I start. I'm. I'm hitting people with these dad jokes now. That's what I've been doing. And trust me, it, it 
kills my wife, but she still <laughs>, laughs at it, and my daughter loves it too. How is that right now? I guess so. How old? You, how old your, uh, your so child? So he's fifteen months. Okay, he's uh, at the peak of he's blabbering all the time. Right, just blah 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 blah, just talking, running around, and he's running now. And uh, my God, dude, the kid is. My nieces have affectionately named him Gremlin, and uh, he's just he's a tornado. He, he's like the Tasmanian devil. Like he'll go anywhere and he'll just start breaking stuff. So we went to my dad's house and it's this thing. My dad's got all this stuff everywhere and he goes and he just literally will take a plate and just break it and run away, go take something else and break it. And my dad is like granddad. He's like, oh, no problem. He it's can good do that. that he is Let breaking it. Yeah. It. And I'm just like, Pops, I'm like, what are you doing? This kid, he does the same stuff at our house. Yeah, you're like, if we don't teach him no here, he's going to do the same shit at our home. Oh, my gosh. And my dad's got a piano at his house, so he'll get on the piano and just start slapping the the keys, right? And my dad's like, wow, look at this kid. He's like Mozart. And I'm just like, I'm like, dude, this kid is, he'll do the funniest stuff. And I'm just like, Pops, you know. Why weren't you this? Was I ever Mozart? He's like, no, you're an idiot. What are you talking about? You think you'll be bringing him to the office and taking him to the field and all that? Oh stuff? hell yeah, hell really? yeah. Oh my dad. So he's he's very close to my dad, right? And uh, so my dad is opening like he's like he'll bring him around, like he'll he'll talk to him about the stuff, and I'm like, um, he's gonna be my dad's mini me. I can already tell. Which is it's that'll be a blessing in itself because my dad is an awesome, smart person, right? So uh, if he can be more like my dad than me, I'm I'm winning. So you kind of grew up around the oil field, and you actually fell in love with it, I guess. Oh, yeah, dude. I love it. I I love the oil field. What do you love about it? Dude, everything. The the deal-making process, the... The you know the what attracted a well what attracted what attracted okay first off it sounds like it's very operational and it's very the, the, what attracts you about the deal making process dude nothing makes me feel better I mean I will get at, at the sound of being sounding erotic my goodness if man. you're gonna do that doing the radio voice listen everybody I have to tell you about getting a deal done no I, honestly dude it's I love, yeah. I was about to give it to you. I, I want to give. give it I want. I want. Nah, it. man. I don't. I, I don't want you to ruin. So, what do you love about it? Oh, man, it's when you can see something. Yeah. Or you can find a vulnerability in somebody else, right? Let's say that, and I, I don't know. Maybe this is a part of me is like I have a the win-win mentality, or a part of me is like I want to win. I want you to lose. It depends who it is. Like a lot of times, I do want. A win-win. I want, hey, I want to win. I want you to win. I right. have a lot of people I work with that. I'm like, hey, dude, let's get a, a, a ultimate deal together. Well, isn't that the best? Isn't that like the the, the, the success to a, a like in, in like Harvard Business School? The key to a success is when both walk away with something. No, it's no. not that way. I think it's more successful when you walk away with everything and they got nothing. Okay. Uh, in certain situations, because there's people where, I mean, if I like, like, if I'm doing a deal with you, JP, I want both of us to win. It just makes more sense. We're going to be friends afterwards. We're going to like each other no matter what. We're going to be the same circles. Exactly. But there's people where they'll openly try to take advantage of you and this and that. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I want to take you for everything you have. I want to take you for your house. I want to you, take you for... How do you sniff out that angle? How do you sniff out that shit? Like, where, like, is there something like they play a card? You're like, this part, Jesus. There's a lot of stuff like that. There's a lot of little stuff, but a lot of it's intangible. A lot of it's the, the condescending nature. A lot of it's like, uh, which it used to get me a lot in the beginning when I was a lot more young and aggressive. And if anybody would, but you, you know, were more aggressive than this before. Oh my gosh, you should have saw me. If you, if you, if you stab me, I was like, you better stab me in the head because if I'm still alive, you're not going to be living after this, right? I was just, 
I was I was out for blood every day. Okay. And I mean, people in the office would tell you, like the guys that worked with me in like 2013 to like 2015, I was a was a nightmare. What, were you, what was that? Was that you just kind of the, the new kid in the block trying to prove yourself? Was exactly. that kind of like exactly? It was what your, what your dad taught you. It was both. It was a lack of confidence, so I made up with it with aggression. Okay, and it was a lot of it. My dad was like, "Listen, it's kill or be killed," and I was like, "Well, listen, I, you know, I'll rip out a jugular if I have to." Right. And I remember I would, I would throw papers across the room. I would be in a conference room meeting with like a bunch of people there. And I would be like, and somebody would say something, well, we just can't do it. And I'm like, that's not good enough. I'm not accepting that answer. And they'd be like, well, what do you want us to do? And I'd just be like, I'm like, listen, I'm like, I'm sorry you're too stupid to understand this. And I literally, right then and there, I'd be like, just just, just leave. You're so not, you're, you're not a year or this. two out of school and you're, you're working here and all that stuff. Next thing you know, you're the one that's at the table barking, calling the shots, barking yeah. all that. I realize now that I just that's sounded bold. like a... Uh, honestly, JP, I sounded like a, a petulant child just just bitching because I, that's how I would have thought. I would have been like, "This kid doesn't know what he's doing." This does, and I still probably don't know what I'm doing. But I don't know what I'm doing either. But what shifted in you? You know what? I think I had to eat a lot of humble pie. I think I had to eat a lot of humble pie. I think there was a lot of times where I wasn't as right as I thought I was, and then I'm a self reflective person. I was like, you know what? You're kind of doing this the wrong way. You need to you need to fix this, and that's what I did. I was like, you know what? Start looking at things from a different angle, <laughs> and I think my leadership ability has obviously changed. That. And I think it's it's a lot better now. Uh, before it was leading by by fear, and now it's leading by, hey, listen, I'll do this, I'll do this with you, I'll get in the trenches with you. So it's kind of leading by excitement, <sighs> yeah, a man. little bit. It's 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 a lot of fun though. But there's a lot of times now that if I hear that somebody's like, oh, I remember a company told me in 2015 that. Oh, I thought those guys were going bankrupt. I can't believe they're still around. And uh, they got bought out in 2019. And I got, I was so happy. I was just like, I'm like, I hope you guys burn to the ground. I'm like, because it pissed me off so much. And, uh, but we grew, we've, we've actually, since 2015, we've tripled in company size. Uh, it's actually been, uh, it's been a lot of fun, man, being able to grow like that. So, um, it's, uh, it's exciting. I, and the way I look at deals is that's just the way I look at them. Like, I can see stuff that is, I can see when somebody's in trouble and right. when somebody, I mean, telltale sign pretty much in anything in like any sort of sales, I mean, basic stuff. When somebody is openly convincing me that they're wealthy and they're rich and they don't have to sell and well, they don't have to do this, me, yeah. they're, they're in trouble. Bullshit. They're, they're in trouble. And then as soon as I, I, if I, if I smell the blood in the water, I'm attacking. How do you, how did you deal with, I guess, I mean, even to this day, I mean, how do you deal with like, I guess, losing a deal or, or, or a big deal or losses or something like that? I guess the previous you versus how you deal with it now. Um, if I'm being honest, if I put a lot of time and effort into something and I lose it, uh, I'm sad. Yeah. I, I am sad. I'm angry. I'm sad. Uh, just recently I, I lost a deal that uh, even now, like I still think about it. I should have, I should have kept bidding on it and it was a live auction. Does that motivate you or just piss you off? Both. Okay. Both. A part of me is just like I, I got to do better, but a part of me is like, what else could I done? What What could I have done? Yusuf, you're a dumb piece of shit. I'm very you know harsh on myself. Do you right? talk? Do you, are you are you negative talk? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm a big time. You know, you, you you talk to any therapist, they'll tell you I'm a I'm a self deprecating asshole. So I mean, I'll just be like, you idiot, you're just not smart enough. You just couldn't see it. And I'll just sit there. But I remember after I got the deal done, it was on Zoom and everybody's there. And there's a few people in our conference room, including on Zoom. Our, yeah, and. And Do you like that? I hate it. I hate it. I miss a personal touch because I could have known if I was there in person, I would have picked up on the other guy that was outbidding me. Really? I would have picked up on the little shit that he would have been doing. 
that he would have kept going. But you're kind of restricted to that one screen and the mute and all exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. But if everybody was there that was bidding, I would have sniffed out right then and there who who were the serious buyers, who were, who was my competition. And I never thought this guy was my competition until the very last minute. I'm like, this guy's coming. Well, no wonder it bit you so hard. And I remember I was sitting there and I had my notepad and I was writing, and I was writing, I was writing. And we got done and we closed the Zoom and I was sitting there and everybody's like kind of silent. And then they're just like, yeah, it probably wasn't a good deal, this and that. And I took my, and we have a big glass conference room. And I took my pad and I just threw it across and I, and I threw my pen and I threw all this other stuff. And I was just, so, I was yelling. I was just like, I'm like, I'm like a stupid motherfucker. I was just yeah. screaming. Right. And, um, I just left. And then I remember I went home that night and I, I, you know, I went from anger to like, you know, talking to my wife about, it. I'm like, yeah, I should have got this deal done i went i was very somber about it and then even to this day now now i'm like i'm past you get past it over you know a day or two but i think about every deal that i miss i think about every single one how do you pick yourself up after that you know what i think enough scar tissue after a while you're just kind of like oh just you know charge, what it is. charge it to the game after that you know just, that's the best thing that you can do i'm just not good at it yet do you gamble Oh, big time. I was going to say. I'm a big time gambler. Because it sounds to me, I'm, 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 I'm envisioning this, this room with all these people going around <laughs> and all that stuff. And you're sitting there like, this, this dude's clicking his pen. This guy's tapping his foot. Oh, I yeah. I'm a big guys. time gambler. But my favorite kind of gambling is uh, roulette. Because <laughs> I, I, that's really gambling. Poker is uh, blackjack. That's you odds. Can, yeah, that's odds. Roulette, you really have no, you have no clue. That's out of it. And I love that. I, yeah. I love that. So I will always go. My thing is I'll go black. And I'll put everything on black, and I'll just do it every time. Like so, just very, a simple, a simple strategy. Very simple, but I'll follow different tables. I'll just kind of wait. I'll just a lot of times I'll see who's winning, and I'll just go to their table and I'll just put it on there. I'll go opposite to the table, and that really pisses people off usually. Yeah, and I've done that actually in Singapore. Me and my wife did it. She had never been gambling. She'd never been on a. Casino what are y'all doing in Singapore? Oh, just traveling, man. Just, Dig just that. yeah, we were going to Singapore, Bali. And uh, they had this really nice casino there, and she had never been gambling. So I bet 500 bucks, just go in, bet 500 bucks on black, make it back, make a thousand bucks. And I'm just like, that's it, we're done, right? Made a thousand bucks, let's go to dinner. We went to dinner, had a great dinner. Pepper crab? It's a pepper crab. Oh, all the, all the. I know what you're talking about, oh, baby. Hell yeah. I'm right here. I'm right here. And uh, we, had, we had a good dinner, and we come back, and I'm like, all right, do you want to gamble a little bit more? And she's like, yeah. I ended up, I should have left. I ended up losing like 5,000 bucks. But, uh, I was like, man, that sucks. But she was just like, why do you do this? Like, this is stupid. Like, it was fun for a while, but I made another guy lose. He was just Singapore money. He was betting like $10,000 per like number. Uh, and I'm just like, yeah. God. And I was like, and he had a guy with him that would just kept on giving him chips. So he would just go number, 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 number. And I'd be like 200 bucks on like black. And he would lose like $20,000 a hand. And I'd just be like, hey, I just want 400 bucks. And I would just follow him to every table. After a while, he just got up and left. He was just like, he was literally like, if I would come to a table, he would just get up and leave. And I was just like, I'm just going to go to whatever Just because you go against all. And yeah. And it pissed him off, obviously. But then he was back and it looked like he was making money again. So yeah, I'm a big time gambler. And I, your uh, wife kind of does it just to have fun, but she's just, not committed to yeah, it. Yeah. She'll just hang out there with me. Just, you know, kind of one of those fun things. We'll just be doing it. Um, you know, she's a pretty adventurous person. So we do, we've done We've done a bunch of different shit. I mean, y'all travel a lot. We travel a lot. We haven't traveled since uh, COVID, so we've been obviously we've been. Oh my well, god! Well, also the also the baby too. 
The baby too. Bear. But oh, bear man, bears a. I remember. Bear. You remember? So you, he brought up his son's name when we first had a coffee, and I actually just remember bear, right? Bear. That's bear. Badass bear. Bear Chaudhry, man. Uh, he's gonna be a bear. He's gonna be. He's gonna save the Texans. Uh, he's gonna be everything I wasn't in life. Uh, so you weren't able to travel. Uh, we weren't able COVID. to travel, and now we're like we we are like waiting to. Like, all right, we're going to get out. We're going to go somewhere. But we've never taken Bear on a plane, so I'm kind of worried That's about that. That's the thing. That's the thing. So is it when you – when you the first – okay, first off, where would you and your wife go first off? Second off, would it be a family trip? Because child traveling with – I mean – See, I'm one of those dads where I'm just a sappy dad where I don't think I'd have as much fun without Bear. That's okay. one thing. So that's I'm, sweet. I'm still at that part of my 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 life with the poor little guy that I'm just like, man, it's funner. Like because he's experienced everything for the first time. I remember like my wife like blowed bubbles in front of him, and he took it and he just was he went nuts. mind blown. Yeah, mind blown. I mean, he had cotton candy for the first time this Saturday. My dad gave it to him, and he takes his cotton candy and he takes it, and he doesn't know what it. He doesn't even know it's food, and he puts it in his mouth. His eyes open up. And he just snatches more, like a handful of it, and just takes off running and just shoving it into his mouth. Just sticky right? hands and yeah. face. Oh, everywhere. my gosh. And I'm just like, I'm like, when I think of cotton candy, I'm just like, okay, cotton candy, right? But this kid just tried it for the first time. It's all these little things that he tries for the first time. Like, I gave him ice cream for the first time. Like, there's all these, like, little stuff. The one thing I won't give him is Coke. That's the one thing, man. That is the one thing I won't give Coca-Cola. him. Coca-Cola. Coke, yeah. Coke. <laughs> uh, he's We're, the they're a Pepsi house. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Come oh. on. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, he's a little young for the, he's a little young for the other. Uh, Good. Yeah. Uh, he's got to wait at least four or five years for that. Uh, <laughs> wait till pre-K. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, we're responsible adults here, okay? Uh, yeah, so it's just been, I, I don't know. We would go anywhere at this point. Literally, I think me and her would actually go anywhere. Like, I think we're just talking about, out. like, yeah, like uh, L.A., New York, anywhere. We'll go anywhere. Like, uh, y'all been, been doing any traveling trips around uh, Texas or not? Nah, just staying at the house? No, man. We've, uh, we went to Austin for a day, but we didn't stay there. Okay. Um, oh, we actually did drive to Toronto last year. We drove to Toronto. So, do you, so family in Toronto, correct? Family in Toronto. Uh, okay. My in laws are there. We went up there. We saw them. The grandparents got to see Bear for the first time. Um, fun. so that was a lot of fun. That was actually, we had a bunch of fun there. Um, you know, it, it Toronto's a lot of fun, especially in the summertime. It's a, it's a cool spot. Dude, I've heard Toronto's like a blast. Like Due a to the complete summertime, blast. <laughs> patio weather, it's it's awesome. That's less legit. Do you still have family in uh, Pakistan too? Nobody over there. Well, I think we might have family, but I just, but I don't know. No, no con- connections or anything no, like that. No. I've never been. I've never been. I don't think I want to go. I think I, that's fine. I, I think they probably try to kidnap my ass. That's fine. I, I dig it. I dig it. I don't know. I I mean, I would probably go, but I'd probably take some security with me. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I, I concur about that. So tell me. So let's get let's let's kind of switch gears here. So talk to me about this podcast that you do and what you're doing, why you're doing it, how you got started, and all this. Give me give me the inception of me, where yeah. you're at now. So what happened was, is I went on a podcast with uh, our our mutual friend Justin Gautier and. Uh, I did his podcast. Did you know him before? No. First time I'd ever met him. Really? First time I'd ever met him. And actually, he's legit. Dude, he was the first person I ever find out that my wife was uh, pregnant, actually. Uh, I was sitting there. I got the news. And I'm just like, Justin. Was this on the podcast? Not on the podcast. <laughs> just, and he's just sitting there. He's like, and he's got this Canadian accent. He's like, bro, congratulations. And he's just like, he's the happiest guy. Oh, in the that's world. wicked awesome. Yeah. yeah. He, he gets you with the. It just uh, the A, A, A. I mean, it's just, it was it was actually a nice moment that me and him shared. Did that podcast. Colin and Jake have been, uh, you know, 
Colin is, uh, I've known him for a couple of years now. Yeah. And then I've known Jake for like seven, eight years and just been good friends. And they were just, I came on, did a podcast with them. They told me it did really well. People liked listening to it, whatever it was, whether they, oh, they just don't, you know, if you, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to stop you right there. If you're just negative self-talk yourself, you got a positive self-talk yourself right now. Okay. Why, All right. why do people like that podcast? Because I'm the motherfucking best. Because you JP. bullshit. I'm badass motherfucker. That's uh, I, I, All right. I, okay. I, that's I, on your wallet. Okay. Your thank wallet. you, man. Appreciate it. Now, now I feel I got my my confidence back up. <laughs> so yeah. So it was a good podcast. It did it did well for them. And they were just like, you know, why don't you do a podcast? And yeah, it just it you know nothing really. What came would out you of think? It. Of, uh, oh, so nothing. Okay. Nothing came out of it. At, at, oh. That time. And then internally, when COVID, when I wasn't able to network, one of the the board guys was just like, well, how do we network? And I'm like, I'm not going out. I'm not seeing people. I don't know how to network right now. I'm like, we just got to wait it out. And he's like, what podcast. month was this? Was this July like March 2020? Or, okay, July 2020. Months in. Okay. Yeah. July, 2020. So we talk about it. I'm like, I don't have the time. I don't have uh, the energy. I'm not doing it. And, um, December rolls around and I'm like, all right. And I start talking to Jake and calling about it. And Jake's like, dude, do it. We'll, 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 we'll run with this. And then a few other people kind of said, Hey, we'd love to have you under our umbrella and this and that. I'm like, well, if I'm going under umbrella, I'm going under my boys. Yeah. So I'm like, so I'm not, if I either, I'm doing it so on wait, my did own. Did you shop it around? I didn't shop it around, but a few people kind of reached out to me. Well, I guess technically did. they did. Did they hear you were doing one? Yeah. So what, two of them I did shop around. I just talked to them. I was just like, hey, any tips? And they are just like, yeah, we got a tip for you. Come join our oh, podcast, gotcha. right? And we'll give you this. We'll give you this. We'll give you a salary. And I'm like, dude, I, I don't care about the salary. I, I need, I, I'm not like, I'm like, I'm not going to be your employee. Like I, I have a job. This is just a side gig. And they were just like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And um, I told Jake about it, and I'm just like, listen. And then, obviously, it just it's kind of the loyalty piece for me. I was like, if I'm going under Umbrella, I'm going with the Digital right. Wildcatters guys. So right. I, I did that, and uh, that was it, man. It was just kind of took off from there. And I did my first two episodes with Jake and Colin. Jake kind of introduced me to Chuck at that time, kind of like, hey, have you heard of the Chuck Gates character? And I'm like, no, this just sounds like the stupidest name I've ever heard. I'm it like, is the worst Chuck. Yeah, I'm like he called Charles. Yeah, I, I I don't know what his real name is. I hope it's Charles or something. I don't know, but the stupidest name I've ever heard. And then I'm like, I'm like, like Charlotte. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, I got to meet this guy. So actually, me and Chuck, uh, we do meet in person. Um, well, people will, I guess, realize I'm obviously being facetious. Yes, me and Chuck are. Yeah, me and Chuck are good friends. Uh, other than the fact that he's an absolute moron. All y'all um, do is just fuck with you. I love that. Bro. Yeah, I, I mean. Uh, yeah, it's my, it's my go-to thing on Twitter now is that I actually, I, I do not like Twitter. I don't uh, even know how to use Twitter. I, I don't like it, man. I think EFT is, uh, I mean, it's cool and everything and, uh, careful. I mean, well, I'm, I'm not, second. I'm not art, dude. I'm just, Those guys can try to cancel me all they want. I don't okay, give a shit. All right, I, there you go. I'm, uh, I was going to say once, once they get going on these, uh, these memes and start picking on someone, it's just relentless. It's hilarious. Though. It's going to be funny. I hope they meme the shit out of me. It's so funny. Meme me to death EFT. You guys are all losers. So how did day. you find the topic? So tell me about your podcast first off. Sir. Okay. So it started coming around. So me and Jake were talking about like name ideas and I'm like, dude, I don't know. And then he, he threw out, or I threw out, one of us threw out oil money and I'm like, that's the douchiest name I've ever heard. I'm like, I'm not naming my podcast Oil Money. It's perfect. And then I think we were just, I was just kind of asking people, I'm like, what do you think of Oil Money? What do you think of Oil Money? And everybody's like, yeah, that works. That works. And then I was like, Jake, I think the douchiness works here. And then Jake's just like, hey, dude, he's like, I just hired a rapper to do your intro song. And I'm just like, you did what? And then he sends me that's that. That's a Houston that, like, rapper, right? That's a Houston rapper. 
And he does he does this intro song, and I've never heard of the guy, never met him. What's his name? Do you want to plug I have, him? I have no idea who he is. I would absolutely plug him because he's given Poor me. Guy. And uh, what's his face? Jake's like, dude, I just got him going, and I just literally told him like like five or six adjectives about you, and he just rapped that. And I'm like, dude, that's pretty good. It's pretty legit. In the beginning, I thought it was kind of cringy, but then I was starting to. And then everybody in the beginning is like, dude, that intro is pretty cool. It's and legit. I'm just like, in, in the beginning, I was just like, fuck you, man. I'm like, you're just making fun of me. And then I realized, eh, it's kind of catchy. It kind of, honestly, like it kind of sets the stage. Like you're a guy that doesn't give a shit. You're like, yeah, this is me, man. Oil money. Like this is my raps, my personalized rap. So <laughs> deal with it. If you don't want to deal with it, I'm fine with it. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of where it started. And then uh, I just started using it as a networking tool. And then what happens is, which I'm really, really bad at it is I get so busy with work sometimes is that I actually forget to record sometimes. And then now I, I actually have episodes kind of coming out every week now, but man, it's, it, it, I didn't realize what a job it is. It so for, for guys time. like you, man, who are pumping out 90 episodes in in a year, dude, kudos. That's awesome. Like that's, it is, I realized the hustle is real. Where do you, where do you do your, uh, where do you record them at? So I record mine at our Atlas operating office. I literally just took one of the offices there and I set up the mics and I remember Jake was like, so I had my assistant, I'm just like, Hey, just, uh, buy, you know, a podcast setup. And Jake came by there and he's like, dude, this is like Joe Rogan quality. Oh, it's uh, legit. It's really legit. And I'm just like, Oh, great. Thanks. I'm like, I didn't know how much podcasting equipment supposed like, to cost. I know it is buddy. And, uh, it was like, uh, 3000 bucks i'm like that that makes that makes sense that's how much it's supposed to cost i realize now that's quite a bit you had uh, no frame of reference dude i had no frame of reference so uh I, it's a really nice studio setup i still have to figure out my audio my audio is kind of messed up is it really it's some people come in and out so if you're not really close to the mic so it's like i'm like right here it's like yeah. kind of picks up so when i get closer to the mic like it's i, I don't have it set up properly but i think just think that's that, that, that's anything though so so who do you so for for your for your pot who do you target what kind of what kind of guests do you do you target so i'm actually and what is the for, purpose of it so the purpose of it is honestly to just to get actually uh to increase the networking honestly to meet cool interesting people that have done cool things in the oil and gas industry and other industries like it. I mean, there's so many different kinds of industries. And this episode that's coming out this week, there's a guy, he's a CEO of, uh, I, I mean, good guy. I mean, one of my beginning mentors when I first started, he's the CEO of RMX Resources, oil and gas energy uh, in California. And what he's done is he's actually started using his flare glass, flare gas into crypto. And I was like, how do you even do that? He uses that as crypto mining. And he goes into detail about it. Some of the coolest stuff I've ever heard. And I was like, dude, why don't we do that? And he's like, you should do that. And I started looking into it. And it's cool stuff like that. So I'm targeting people who are in, I don't want to necessarily say management positions because sometimes the management positions can get really boring. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, some guys I talk to, like, I just, they're just a brick wall, right? And you can tell what they're doing. They're I kind of feel like once you, once people get to a certain stage, I feel like they act a certain way, you know, like uh, it kind of gets to like a boring level, like executive they vice have, president, completely yeah. bore level. Yeah. Exa- I'm the most boring guy I know, dude. I, I, the it's like, yeah. <laughs> I, so I'm, I'm an anomaly, right? A lot of people will talk about it, how I am an anomaly. Like I don't like, um, and I think it's just, I'm in a blessed position where, uh, you know, unless I, you know, do something really stupid, I, I pretty much have job security. I have all the stuff that kind of, and I think I have a track record of getting stuff done where I can say some, the occasional, you know, stupid, uh, proverb and, uh, and get fine. away with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So it's, uh, it's kind of one of those things where I, a lot of guys that are in my position, they have to 
care about their fiduciary duty, this and that. There's a few guys that they were about to come on and then like a day before they're like, they hey, could. listen, we're not allowed to. We're just, you know, we, you, you said fuck on your podcast and that just goes against our company's culture. And I'm like, yeah, no worries. I get I'm like, I get it. I'm like, it, it's, it's understandable. You know, not, I, I, I don't fault them for it, but I'm also like, you know what? It kind of takes away from, I want to bring on the a certain level person, of Person, the personality. But I'm seeing a lot more of the guys that I want to even talk to or the guys that are fun are the younger guys. There's some younger executives that I, I just love that I think are cool, cool guys, man. I've met some very interesting people. I mean, I just, I mean, just through my, my times in the oil field, I've met some, some crazy people. I've met some interesting people. I've met some people that uh, have threat. Dude, a guy I remember on, on LinkedIn, I forgot what it was. He sent me a death threat. Wait, what? Yeah. An actual death threat. And LinkedIn took it down. Like they it got, I don't know how it got, I guess. LinkedIn About what? Up. An episode? He literally, I have no idea. I've never, it just, it was a fake profile. And he was just like, he was, and he literally, it was like broken English. He was like, you are non-Muslim. You will go die. And uh, blah, blah, blah. It just didn't make any sense. And then I responded. I, I love the accent, by the way. Yeah. Like, that was, that was very stereotypical. You gave him yeah. that accent. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't uh, appreciate who, that. Yeah. Who, who else was it? I mean, I, it could be, hey, non-Muslim. Like, I can do non-Muslim. Yeah. You show that. <laughs> like, anyone can do that. Yeah. I don't know what he was. I, no, but he was pissed that I was a non-Muslim. So I'm assuming he was a real Muslim, I guess. I don't know. And, and then I just responded with uh, a simple, uh, fuck you. That's all I said. That's all I said. And then he responded back, and he's what? Fuck you, no, no. baby. Yeah, he's responded back. What is fuck you? Seven question marks. And I just I got a good laugh out of it. Uh, and it, I, LinkedIn just it, they were just like you, it's been flagged for like uh, like a threat against it. And I'm just like okay, well I guess LinkedIn's following my. Uh, That'd be some great. Oh, Big Brother's spying in right now. Exactly, my FBI agents watching over me. Uh, yeah, I've gotten all sorts of things, and that's what I don't like about EFT. I think that's my biggest issue with EFT is that I I don't like the anon. So I understand it why people are anonymous because they a lot of these guys have jobs. Yeah, at, at big companies and they can't that express they can't. what they wanted. Exactly. Yeah. So I get that, right? But a part of me is like, you know what? If you're going to have such a polarizing take of being like, hey, screw you to this person or screw you to that person, dude, show your face. I don't like – I. if you are going to talk shit about somebody, which I'm a big believer in this, I would say this to Chuck's face yeah. as – you know, a, a, to anybody, right? If I have a problem with you, I'd rather talk about it to your face or just don't talk about it at all. Yeah. And I feel like EFT has given this this mask to the community where – Either people are a mask and a platform. It's and that's what I, I'm. I got a double take on it, man. Like I, I get it. I like a part of it. I think it's cool. You know, I get it. You got to take care of you know number one. Uh, but at the same time, I you know, I just don't like it when people are just. I remember when I went to the Digital Wildcatters party. I was meeting random people, and I'm like, "Are you one of the assholes who talk shit to me online?" And they're just like, "Oh no 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 no," and they wouldn't tell me. I'm like, "What do you know?" Half of them. I'm like, were. And I'm like, "What's your name online?" And none of them would tell me. Uh, a few of them did. A few of them did. Hey, I met you just few- asked me before we started recording if I was anonymous. I'm like, no, dude. No, like, no. Now I know that you're you know. around the rotary. Okay, now because you know. I know you as JP. Uh, so I think I follow you on Twitter, dude. I don't even know who who I'm I, the same way, dude. I don't even. I, know I, I don't know. Anything I don't know about my. I don't Twitter. replies or tweets or reads. I'm on the same way. I met a lot of cool people off of it. There's a few people that I really like. Uh, I met a few people at that party, which I won't. I won't dox them. That I found out who they were in uh, in real life, which they were cool people, man. Like I'm like, and that's what kind of pisses me off because I'm like, dude, 
you're the kind of guy I would hang out with. Why don't I just get to know you? But it probably allows people to have, I guess that uh, omnity or anything like that, I guess it allows people to kind of uh, uh, to kind of get it out of their system. Like, oh man, they're sitting in board meetings all day. Like, I just wish yeah. I could say this. And they just have that opportunity too. It's like, okay. So you, that's get, why you I kind get of get it. that. I get it. I get it. It's fair. It's, it's definitely a... Uh, it, it's a fair understanding. I think I just get pissed off about it because I... You don't know who you're talking to. I don't know who I'm talking to, that right? That grinds so your if, gears. If I'm going to talk shit to somebody or they're going to talk shit to me, I mean, my, you can see my face. You can know where I am. I put it in my profile. I'm the EVP of Atlas Operating. You can come find me anytime you want. Uh, email me, text me, whatever Have a you cup want. of coffee with me. Yeah, l- literally have a cup. If you're going to meme me to death, which I'm probably going to get memed to death after shitting on EFT... Uh, just, you know, get to know me first. How about that? That's my, and then shit and on le- me. And le- yeah. And, 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 uh, if you still hate me afterwards, which you probably will, uh, that's fair. I mean, we can, you can meet me to death. I, I, I got it coming, but it's kind of, I have one of those, you're, I'm not as, uh, sensitive as, uh, uh, some people on Twitter, There's you're not gonna, you're not gonna hurt my feelings. I mean, I've I've gotten a lot worse. Let's put it that way. There's not much I've I haven't already heard. So here's the deal, man. I, I think in this, I mean, I think if you if you if you're an individual, you know what I mean. If you're an individual like yourself, you're sitting there, you got your sleeves rolled, you got some tats. I want to I want to bring up like your tat. I mean, you're sitting there yourself. You know, you're you're, you're vocal. You yeah. kind of speak from your you know your your cuff and you shoot from the hip and all this stuff. And you gotta be, you gotta have some sense of uh, humility and just kind of laugh at it. If something makes funny about something, it's like. Yeah, I would too. If I, if I saw my, yeah, I would do the exact same. You gotta laugh at all. You know, that's happened to me one time. So I was, I parked my car and, uh, I had a uh, life flex. I had a Ferrari at the time and I no parked, I, uh, I parked my Ferrari and, uh, these, these young, young kids and a girl were just sitting there taking pictures of it and they were just talking shit about it. And they were just like, did you, uh, you see the guy like that owns this? And then I just, I was walking up to it and I'm just like, I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, that guy's such a douche. And I was like, yeah, he is, isn't he? And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, man. And I just get in the car and, and they're just like, they're like, oh my God. And I was just like, I was like, yeah, dude, I just, I don't care. Like it's a, uh, I've heard, I've literally heard it all. I've, 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 uh. I've seen uh, quite a bit. You're not worried about it. You're not worried about it. It doesn't make a difference. It's it's kind of funny. It doesn't stick with you. Either you choose to let things stick. Like there's some people that there's some shit that happens like earlier in their day and it just sticks in their day. They take it home to their families. They do this and that. You got to let things go. Yeah, absolutely, dude. I'm I'm not a grudge holder at all. Like there's people that... I've that that screwed me in the business and there's people that I've screwed in the business and it's always been like you know what dude let's shake hands let's get over it. yeah like, like, I, like I, it's, it's too it's, much effort it, it is way too much effort to hate each other so I'm a big believer in that so were you are you excited about uh, the future of our industry in the short term dude I'm extremely excited like I'm not even joking I hey, think that hey, I'm gonna peel these layers talk to me what are you excited dude, about I think that oil and gas I don't think like oil is going up to 100 or 200 whatever the hell else people think right I think oil and, and gas if it does, that's not talk to me. It's you, not sustainable. Do you it's think not. it's good if it goes that high? No. Like people are always like sharing, promoting, like oh yeah, hundred by the sun, but like that's not good. That isn't good because then it then there's it, an eventual crash sooner than later, and the crash is going to come no matter what. So I think we're going to go post summer. I think we're going to go into the 40s for a little bit, but I think 50 is going to be our new normal until you know because you know I think the whole thing with Trump was which I have no political agenda and anything i mean not, what's yeah, his face? yeah i don't know yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think while the current administration is doing what they're doing i think it's fine i think we're there's nothing that's going to really happen i think oil oil is going to stay steady here i think what i am seeing in the deal market is that people think they all have a lottery ticket 
and um, you know, and it's stupid. Like, how do you convince them that you don't have a lottery ticket? What I do mean, you mean lottery ticket? So everybody thinks their assets is the gold standard, right? So if they have a field over here that I want to buy, and I'm like, hey, this field's worth a million dollars. They're like, yeah, it's worth a million dollars, but you have to pay me two million dollars for me to sell it because oil's going up. We got some wind behind us, yada, yada, yada. And I'm just like, why would I pay double the value? That doesn't make any sense yeah. to me. And they're just like, well, then don't buy it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to. Don't worry. And there's these buyers out there, this private equity money that's coming out that they're willing to buy at such ridiculous prices that people think that's the new baseline, which it's not. It obviously isn't. And I know this because I'm the one buying the deals. I'm the one cutting the check for these deals. And I'm just like, this is stupid. I wouldn't ever pay for this. Like there was a deal that we were doing and I'm, I'm like, this is almost double what the value is. I'm like, what is wrong with people? And I remember the broker's like, dude, I, I don't know myself. I don't know how that's going. The people are paying like a normal payout. is like 36 to 40 months payout, right? People are paying 60 to 62 month payout. I'm like, I don't get that. Like it just, it, it blows my mind why people isn't do that, that. Isn't overbuying all that, isn't that what kind of brought us into this shit storm initially? People I mean, have a short memory. For yeah, some reason, they don't we remember. Never we never remember. Negative 37 last year. We never remember that. And that's what, it kind of pisses me off. But I'm like, people, the people who are going to get burned are going to get burned. And the people who aren't going to get burned know how to stay steady, which we're one of the companies who can stay steady. Uh, we're, we're very proud that we, you know, we've never declared bankruptcy. You know, the banks love us. You know, everybody kind of, uh, I would say loves us that, you know, from a financial standpoint, we're in a pretty good position that, you know, we're, um, whenever we're doing deals, we look at them from a perspective of, you know, we're not going to go sign up a deal and go find financing. If we're signing up a deal, we already got that money yeah. ready to go. Right. Yeah. And that puts us in a pretty good position. And that's how we actually close on a lot of stuff. Uh, it's kind of being ahead of the curve in that way. So I think the oil and gas industry for the next, you know, at least at minimum, the next 12 months is going to be pretty cool. I think there's going to be a lot of stuff that's happening. And I think some of these big boys are going to have to keep, you know, the, you know, pioneer double Eagle. And I don't want to say those guys specifically, but that's um, an example. a lot, yeah, a lot of people are going to have to start, you know, kind of merging because that's the only way they're going to be able to survive. Um, and I think that's going to be a common trend. And I think the, the midsize operator is going to be the new King. Does that excite you when those, when those majors kind of, uh, start kind of, uh, gobbling up each other? Yeah, because you know why they're, uh, I see that personally and I could be absolutely wrong. I could be misreading it, but I see it as fear. I think they're just afraid to have that exposure by themselves. And they're just like, well, why don't we get out while the getting's good? Right. And then when they do that, when they combine their assets, a company already has their own non-core areas, right? Especially a company like, you know, Pioneer, they have a huge, they, right. they have whole, they have whole teams uh, that are focused on their non-core assets, right? So now you have two companies of that size that have a, a team like that. I go in and I'm just like, hey, knock, knock. You have these non-core assets that are chicken shit to you, but I'll take them and I'll pay this much money and I'll take all the liability off your hands and I'll buy it in cash. You don't ever have to worry about it again. In the beginning, they're going to be like, oh, screw you. We're not going to do that. But then they start thinking about it. Then they're just like, oh, that would be good to get rid of. And it's all about if you find the right guy there, you know, you kind of get something done. And that's what I actually pisses me off about EFT. I've met uh, I've met some people that are kind of like, you know, it's, it's weird that, you know, I know where they work out because of EFT. And I'm like, oh, what are we going to kind of do about it now? But it's all about who you know at these companies, man. So it does excite me when people just start eating each other up. I think it's fear. So I like that. I think that. Yeah. We're gonna pause real quick because we got a we got a handsome man. We got a handsome devil who's over. He's the uh, president of the what young uh, Professional young professional association of the Petroleum Club. As I said before, we're doing this Jesus with Petroleum Christ. Club. Looking good today, dude. Oh, he's always the first You're time I met him. Good. He's looking great. No, the first time I met him, I'm like Jesus Christ, man. He's 
Tall, handsome. I need to cut it out. I don't need any more women in my life. Thank God we're not doing video. Uh, Oh, no, no. We don't want to ruin anybody's underwear today. All right. We're going to pause this. All right, we're back. Sorry about that. Uh, Jeff Allen with uh, Allen Energy, also the president of the uh, Young Professionals Association or something like that? Association, yeah. For uh, for, uh, the Petroleum Club of Houston. Um, And obviously, this is since, I mean, we can give them a little quick plug real quick. This is awesome. I I, I would love it if this became kind of a staple for like kind of guys and girls getting together and kind of networking like because i feel like in every other city it's, it's a very strong petroleum club for sure atmosphere i feel like here yeah i, w- I would love to grow that and yeah. i think that's kind of the part of doing this uh kind of a, a podcast here but hey man we're kind of talking for a little bit too long which isn't a bad thing it's Never not a bad, bad thing, thing and honestly i would love to have you on again so we can always yeah, pick man. up some more bullshit at a different point uh we can talk about after you get uh, roasted by eft uh that's <laughs> gonna be fun you. but uh what else you got well wrap up wrap us up wrap so, us up I mean, plug your podcast, talk about your company and uh, any, any other message. Yeah, of course. So uh, obviously oil money podcast, uh, subscribe, listen, Yeah, you don't even have to subscribe. Just listen. Tell me what you think. Uh, you know, leave the comments. Uh, Very low effort yeah. on, on the listeners. Out there. Yeah, yeah. Click that button. Yeah. I'd like it if you subscribe, but if you don't, you don't. It's all right. It's all good. Um, but uh, yeah, take a listen. Uh, I'd love to hear more about what people actually want to hear on the podcast versus what I've been kind of put, putting out there. Is it? Is it good? Is it bad? So, you know, hit me up, uh, roast me if you'd like, all good. Uh, and then obviously Atlas Operating is my main role, which is, you know, our biggest thing right now as a company is we're growing and we are looking for deals. We've been snatching them up here and there. So, you know, you uh, anonymous people out there or anybody listening to this podcast, which I'm sure there's a ton, uh, if you got any deals, man, if it's producing, throw it my way, I'll pay money for it. Yusuf, first off, man, I, I really enjoyed this conversation. I did not hit on any of the points that I wanted to bring up with you, which is why it was so fun. Seriously, man. And that's this the is thing, man. It's just a good, genuine bullshit conversation. Hell this yeah. is the second time we met, and honestly, I'm looking forward to kind of uh, uh, hanging out more in the future. But I really enjoyed uh, just your, your attitude, kind of your style shoot from the cuff and i i dig it man Thank i really you, do so i appreciate it this has been an actual like uh you're making me rethink my whole podcasting style because this was too much fun man well man if you ever need to co coast pop in on one show or two i'm hell yeah i love to hang out the let's house. do it all right let's, let's do, it, do but it everyone thanks for tuning in around the rotary again uh check them out check out patrolman cup houston uh uh check out uh, oil money podcast and uh, uh thanks for uh tuning in and uh, we'll talk to you soon